miserable little bag of puke. Nag, 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 nag. But unlike some people, I have a heart, goddammit. You're listening to the dirtiest motherfucker in Texas. Let me clear my throat! On Fat Guy Loves Cake. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Welcome to Fat Guy Loves Cake. I am Joey Valentine. It is October the 21st, 2022, and I am so happy to have you here for a brand new episode. I say that all the time, but I am not disingenuous with it. I am super, super happy to have you here. Welcome all new listeners. There's got to be lots of them because I had close to 200 new followers, and that just makes me so tingly in the groin area. Click. That's enough of that foul mouth, motherfucker. <laughs> Is that what I'm going to expect for the next 20 minutes? I don't want to listen to some guy talking about playing with himself. I heard his episodes. <laughs> I heard that last episode. Man, if you ever want to shake things up in the bedroom, may I suggest the hut? <laughs> if you missed the last episode, the very explicit episode where I dissected and broke apart a ridiculous porno that I happened to find when I bingled hilarious porn or something like that. And uh, yeah, you got 17 minutes of a guy talking a whole lot going, hut, hut. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I know that was last episode and I shouldn't be like dwelling on it, but I mean, it's just. So fucking funny. So if you ever want to shake things up in the bedroom, man, may I suggest the hut? You're looking passionately into each other's eyes. You go, (laughs) don't take advice from Joey Valentine. That's no good. Uh, I'm in a fantastic mood. Uh, I always am when I do my show, but today is extra special or it will be yesterday when you hear the show. But today, October 20th, as I'm recording this almost to midnight now, but I am two years sober. No bullshit. Two years. I have not had a drink. And uh, for those of you that don't know me, I have been drinking heavily since I was 21, and I've been comatose several times. I've been intubated. I have been close to death. I've been jacked full of so many drugs to save my life. And to me, getting sober was never an option. It was never something that was in the cards for me. I never wanted to get sober. I really enjoyed drinking a lot until it started to have effects on my health and that's what it'll do you know it's all fun until your body goes okay dude like i can only handle so much and then i gotta call it quits and i was real lucky to have a lot of people in my life who love me and support me and i would like to say a big thank you to all of them i will try and list as many people as i can real quick that have always supported me over the years uh, i'd like to thank aaron uh vandy who's always been like a real blood brother to me i love you very much uh aa ron aka hot beef uh also a friend since we was eight years old, you are always supportive. Even when, uh, I know we like to mess around and not be gay all the time, but you, you always say the right thing at the right time. And you are a true, wonderful human being, Ashley for driving me to the hospital. The last time that I ever drank, you didn't barely know me and you didn't have to do that. And you didn't have to stay with me. 
And I know your boyfriend thought that you were fucking around because he called my phone and I didn't even know him. And he asked to talk to you while we were in the ER, which we are now friends, uh, your boyfriend and I, uh, Richard. He's very cool. By the way, Richard Mendez does a, uh, a mobile auto shop. So if you ever need your car fixed, but the fucker doesn't go anywhere, the guy's like a, uh, the guy's a complete savant when it comes to cars. And uh, you can give him a call. I, God, I don't have the phone number on me, but Richard Mendez, Mendez Mobile. You can probably fucking look it up on Facebook. I think he has a Facebook. Um, Phil, Phil Jackson bought me my first scooter, bought me my first Xbox. And he is, I haven't talked to him in a long time and I doubt he listens to the show, but I do definitely, uh, he deserves a lot of credit for, uh, being super supportive. Uh, Raymond from the skating rink is the man and he has always been on my side and let me really get away with a lot of shit that I didn't deserve to get away with. This is not like me making amends because I didn't like fuck anybody over while I was drinking. I was always fun and the life of the party and I didn't steal from anyone. I just was <laughs> just always drunk. That was fun, Joey. This is trying to be fun, Joey. No, I'm still fun, right? I got to tell you, if I was doing these shows and I was drinking, they would never get like put up. Like I, if I posted them, they get reported immediately. I can't even imagine the kind of foul, dirty, over the top type of shit I would do if I had half a bottle of whiskey in me that I would think was funny and I would think everyone else would think is funny. And then probably now, like if these, if I'd been making a podcast when I was drinking and I listened to it now, I'd be like, wow. My mother, who definitely does not listen to this show, uh, thank God, uh, but she needs to be thanked. She put up with, well, I mean, my God, she had to raise me. You know, can you imagine what that's like? Imagine me being a child and having unlimited amounts of energy and a vast knowledge of every sassy word and comeback in the world. I mean, not that anything on the show would shock her, but I would not want her listening. Casey, you and your wife, Brooke, and I don't mean to like pawn her off like she's just Casey's wife. Brooke is also a dear, dear friend to me. The whole family there, Casey and Brooke and all their children, but Casey and Brooke have been so good to me and so loving and so supportive and just treated me like I was worth way more than I ever felt like I was. And I love you guys so much. So thank you and Benny scooter. I don't know if you're listening. No, you're not. You're off on a fucking sailboat somewhere wearing a cracker Jack uniform serving our country. But if you ever do get around to listening to this, thank you. You never really, uh, did anything to help me get sober, but you never did anything to me that I didn't care for. You were a wonderful little brother to me, and I love you. So many people to name. Uh, of course, I could never forget JJ, Janelle, one of my first and only friends when I moved into this hick town, and still very, very close to me. I love you so much, and uh, we did a lot of drinking together. <laughs> And don't ever think you were a bad influence. I was the bad influence. Jody and Joey from the Golden Gecko. You guys gave me a job even though I was a drunk. Ed, you're amazing. You've always been a good friend, even though you used to eat cold spaghetti and hump me in my sleep. And that was in junior high, so you can take that as how you want to. Uh, thank you, everyone else that gave me love. Leah, Andy, Kina, Rich, Mindy, 
Bart from the old hockey rink, Stacy, AJ, my man, Brad, and of course, the most supportive person in my life right now, Miss Jen Chilada. Thank you, Jen. You are amazing. So let's have ourselves a show, huh? This isn't a fucking AA meeting. I'm not here to <laughs> tell war stories. I'm here to make you laugh. Let's have a rundown here. So what's life been like? You know, I started this podcast in November of last year, and I'm at 130 episodes. I started off doing uh, just Monday and Thursday, and then I realized that I just wasn't getting enough. So I started doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and keeping it under 30 minutes so that like it didn't annoy anyone, like some podcast, like Nerds Talking, you know, where it feels like, you know, when you're in church and you're like, just fucking in, like, not that I'm not enjoying the service, but I think you've done enough talking. Well, that's, that's how they are. So I try and be like a pizza and get to you 30 minutes or less. <laughs> so enough of all that, let's get to uh, some things that are on my mind. I'd like to... Uh, address something that's really been bugging me and i've meant to say something about it a long long time ago but i haven't people who post things on facebook that are extremely ambiguous now if you have a problem in your life and you want to post it on facebook that's fine you know i'm not going to be an asshole and say why do you post shit like this it's okay you can post whatever you want. If you want to air your business, that's fine. I don't have to respond. I don't even have to fucking read it. And you don't have to read anything I put. So I would never get down on someone for being like, I'm so depressed because Joey broke up with me or things haven't been the same since Joey gave me herpes. And you go, okay, that's something we can all relate to. But when someone gets on Facebook and they go, I'm over it. or I'm so done. That is so fucking childish and immature. And I have seen way too many people that I thought were better than that do it on Facebook. So I won't call out anyone personally because if you've done that, then you should know who you are and that you have. But it's a cry for attention and it's a pretty fucking immature one. If you got something on your mind, then tell us or privately message someone joey won't stop emailing me about butt stuff i need someone to talk to because i'm traumatized and then you go okay all right let's have a one-on-one we're all traumatized by the things that come out of joey's mouth but when you say never again or you'll never hurt me again i mean what are we supposed to fucking do and you know what everybody does do and i hate that you all fucking do this because it makes you just as bad as the person that posted is you go, what's wrong? Or someone always goes prayers praying for you with the little hands that are high-fiving. I guess everyone thinks it's supposed to be a prayer, you know, for the record, I, I hate to burst the bubble of everyone on Facebook, but those praying hands is actually a high five. That is the original intention by Facebook for that to be not a prayer. Do you really honestly believe that Facebook would ever make an emoji that was religious? Do you have any idea what kind of a shitstorm that could create on social media? No, it's a high five. So whenever someone's like, <laughs> whenever I see a post and someone's like, Oh, my dog died. And then someone puts the praying hands on there and they're like, 
I'm sorry for your loss. And all I can think of is like someone high-fiving someone at a funeral. You know, how like people go up and they see the body, you know, they get the open casket and like, say the wife is standing there and everyone greets her. They look at the deceased and then they say, sorry for your loss. I imagine all of these old people in their best Sunday black suit and they're going in a line and they're high-fiving the widow, you know, like he was such a great man. I'm so sorry for your loss. Oh, sweetie, he meant everything to me, uh, but I, I know you're going to be okay. <laughs> Down low. <laughs> On the backside. <laughs> he was a wonderful man. You know, he meant so much to this community, and I don't know how you're going to get along without him, but you understand we are here for you. You understand? We are here for you, praying. And God is watching over you. You understand? Up high. <laughs> From behind. Down low. Oh, too slow. <laughs> Dude's fist pumping out on his way away from the casket. Yeah, bitch thought she was going to fucking five me. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Maybe that was a little tacky. I'm sorry. But where, where was I going with that? Uh, yeah, you're... I, you know, I forgot. I completely forgot what the fuck I was talking about. Oh yeah, the uh, the people that post ambiguously. Uh, so uh, once you're done high fiving your friends who are so over it, uh, yeah, stop doing that. Don't do that. Don't don't fucking feed them. Don't feed that need. Private message them. Be like, dude, take that post down and talk to me. I hate that, and I've seen the best of you do it. Friends of mine that I respect greatly will go so over it. That is the gayest, stupidest fucking thing to post on Facebook. What's going on? Oh, prayers. Oh, thinking about you. Oh, hope everything's okay. Call me. PM me. IM me. SM me. SNM me. Yeah. And let me spoil another thing for you on Facebook. Uh, the doo-doo emoji uh, is supposed to be the original design for that was supposed to be. Um, ice cream but you know leave it to society to make it into poo poo go ahead and do that and while i'm thinking about things on facebook that annoy the shit out of me do you people not understand that you don't spell awe as awe do you know what the word awe means the word awe means a feeling of reverential respect mixed with fear or wonder as in i gazed in awe i looked at joey in awe I sat in awe as I listened to all of the gay things that came out of Joey's mouth during his show. I was in awe of how one man can stuff so much butt stuff into 20 minutes. That's awe. That is how you spell awe. But you people. Yeah, I said you people. I'm talking about you people. Now, what you people on Facebook are meaning to do is your meaning to express this emotion. And that's just a simple A-W, or as many W's as you want, to put emphasis on it. A-W-W-W-W-W-W-W. It would be a nice, long, drawn-out, or just A-W. But A-W-E, I am in awe of how poorly 
the English language is used on a day-to-day basis. And people go, Joey, you don't need to go around with your red marker and tell everyone what they're doing wrong. But I do because I didn't sacrifice 13 years of my life and then go on to get a higher education just so I can spell shit wrong because I'm fucking lazy. But think about it. By the time you get to college, you have literally spent your entire life either preparing or going to school. And you want to you wanna spell your and your wrong and there, there, and there? I'm sorry, but that just really chaps my ass. These, this is grammar we learned in fucking first grade. I'll understand if you don't know the difference between an adjective and a pronoun and things like that. You, you forget. And if, unless you work for a newspaper, you don't really have any reason to remember stuff like that because no one's fucking quizzing you. But believe me, every time you spell you are as Y-O-U-R, I get that much closer to a fucking freak out. And in other news, the Houston Astros took a two games to nothing lead over the New York Yankees and Houston, Texas tonight, beating them three to two. The Bronx Bombers just couldn't come up with shit. And I'm so glad. Oh, my God. I am so happy to see Houston beating the Yankees. That's just two more games and we are in the World Series. But the next three, if there are three, uh, there may only be two if Houston sweeps. But the next three will be in New York. And it's tough playing in New York. You got crazy, crazy fans that just love the Yankees. And um, they do have a home field advantage. It's in your head. Psych shout. So uh, I hope they keep the momentum going. And I'm sorry if you're not a baseball fan. Uh, I know that people find it to be a little tedious. But it's to me, baseball is just a fucking blast. And if you've never been to a game live, it's so much fun and such an experience in fact i let me give you like a bucket list of things all right like if you go to a ballpark don't just go and like watch a game and play with your balls and wait for it to be over okay there are things that you need to do when you go to a baseball game uh let's see you need to try a frank you need to have a ballpark dog all right that is a fucking necessity And it needs to be covered in all of the free condiments that have been sitting out in the open air that people have been breathing on and possibly snotting on and ashing in. Oh, wait, you can't smoke in the stadiums anymore, but you know what I mean? You got a big, warm bucket of ketchup, mustard, relish, diced onions. You load the fuck up on that. You want your burps to taste like that for the rest of the game. Must have a ballpark dog. Two, if you drink, you must have a $20 tall glass of beer in a plastic cup. Uh, Not for any reason other than just to say that you did it. You know, like I said, this is a checklist. Okay. You must buy peanuts. (laughs) Peanuts. So hard to say that word. Peanuts. Get your hot penis. When you hear the penis, <laughs> damn it. When you hear the penis, ma- peanuts man yelling for peanuts, <laughs> you raise your hand. Do we? Do we? All right. Gotta have ballpark peanuts. 
All right. You must also make a lot of noise. You must make every attempt possible to get on the Jumbotron. If you get on the kiss cam, you must kiss someone, even if it's stranger. You must try to start a fight with a fan of the opposing team, you know, somebody who's from out of town or possibly lives there and is just, you know, doesn't know any better than to wear a fucking Yankees jersey in Minute Maid Park. Uh, you must urinate with 20 men at the same time into a trough that is so fucking full. I tell you, man, back when I used to go to Oilers games when you could smoke in the Astrodome inside and you went into those troughs, those horse troughs, and it'd be just 20 fucking men shoulder to shoulder all whizzing in there, and it'd be so fucking full of cigarette butts. It's like a game, you know, like aim for the cigarette butts. I was always trying to like knock the tobacco out of them. And uh, so also on that part of the checklist, you mu- not only must you piss in a trough with other men, but you must make sure that you take a good lungful of stale urine. It's going to be plentiful, so that one won't be hard to accomplish. You must also get an ice cream and a helmet. You get a little tiny baseball helmet with a scoop of ice cream in it and a little tiny pink spoon. And it's a collector. You take it home and you say, I got my little tiny baseball hat. <laughs> and that's it. Those are the things that you need to do when you go to a baseball game. You haven't lived until you've done all those. You are not American until you have done everything I just listed and fucked an apple pie and <laughs> gotten a bald eagle tattoo. Now, go to a ball game. Man. The ballpark in Arlington is actually fantastic. If you've never been to a ballpark, they're not all the same. Not all ballparks are created equal. Some of them are like a little too over the top, like uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks. They actually have a fucking hot tub, like a giant hot tub behind one of the dugouts you know that's just to me that's nuts that i know you want to stand out but that's crazy but uh, like minute maid park's really cool and when somebody hits a home run they shoot off fireworks and uh cannon and then this train goes down the tracks it's like up really fucking high in the air so that's cool it's also got a retractable roof but for me the ballpark in arlington for the texas rangers is one of the most gorgeous parks, and it's got bronze statues all around the outside, and they've put a lot of money into it. It's not a retractable roof. It is wide open, and when somebody homers there, they shoot fireworks off that could hit fucking airplanes, man, and it is so cool at night. So I recommend the ballpark experience. Those are the things you need to do there. Now, if you're going to go to a, uh, a football game or a hockey game, that's a completely different list. If you're interested in uh, me talking about that list, shoot me a message and say, hey, finish that subject up, Joe. But in the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. It's getting late, and it's Friday. Finally, fucking yes, it's Friday, and I am very excited about, well, doing jack shit for the entire weekend. But thank you for tuning in to me. Again, thank you to all my loved ones so much for believing in me and uh and caring for me back when i felt like i was a real piece of shit and didn't understand why people loved me and i think that i relied on alcohol to keep me funny because i thought that's what you guys wanted and it was the only way you'd stay in my life and i realize now that the alcohol is gone nothing has changed and the same people that loved me then love me now and that's a real good feeling And uh, if anybody out there is struggling with alcoholism or anything like that, 
and you want to reach out to me and talk to me one-on-one, I am all ears, dude, because I have, I mean, there's nothing I have not experienced. I got good stories. I got bad stories. But if you're looking to quit, I know how to make that happen. I'm not looking to sponsor anybody, and I'm not looking to be some sort of guru or know-it-all. I just know that when you're an alcoholic, no matter how many people are around you, you are alone. You are so alone because everything you're doing affects you and just you uh, inside, but also everything you do affects everyone around you. And it's really fucking hard to find a group of people that will hang on to you long enough, you know, because most people, when it comes to alcoholics, people get the fuck out. They see the train coming and they get out before it hits them. And I didn't have anybody do that to me. And uh, I don't know if that's just because I have met the most wonderful people in the world or I am just that lovable. (laughs) One more big, super duper huge shout out to Mr. Keith Etheridge, my mentor and father figure-ish type person who also has been so, so fucking supportive uh, and seen me through some, some real bad shit and never gave up on me. Thank you, Keith. I love you so much. Remember to hug your friends, your loved ones, your children, and especially snuggle up to your kitty cats. And remember, Dalton from the Double Deuce says, Be nice. I will see you guys on Monday. Have a wonderful weekend. Who is your daddy and what does he do? Oh. Uh...